G'day guys, what's up? I got a postcard today in the mail from listener Juliana. So, she sent me a postcard with a few different slang terms and expressions from Australia and I thought it would be the perfect chance for me to break these down and talk about whether or not I actually use any. Let's go. Alright, let's get it started. The first one, g'day mate, g'day mate. Please to make your acquaintance. This is definitely one that I use a lot and I'm sure you all know this. G'day mate. How's it going mate? G'day. G'day mate. The next one, he's blotto, inebriated beyond the capacity to stand up, meaning he is so drunk he can barely stand or he can't stand. He's blotto. This is one that I hadn't heard of until I read this postcard. It could be said, but I have never used this. I would just say that he is wasted. He's wasted. He's so drunk, he's wasted. You little ripper, meaning words of praise fail me, as in, I don't know what else to say aside from you little ripper, as in amazing, great job, you little ripper. This is one that I would hear quite a lot and I'm sure a lot of more Australian Australians, in air quotes, would say you little ripper, but I probably wouldn't use this in my day-to-day language. Rack off. Rack off is one that I used to hear when I was younger, meaning go away, leave me alone. So, your presence is no longer required, according to this postcard. Rack off. It's a somewhat politer way of saying F off or, you know, F-U-C-K off if you wanted to be really rude. But rack off, I probably wouldn't use this that often, but I wouldn't be surprised if I heard it and I would know exactly what they meant. So, more Australian Australians would probably use this, yeah, in slang. Fair dinkum, meaning, of course, I'm telling the truth, I'm fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. This can mean a few things and it's something I would probably use from time to time. I would use fair dinkum. You can use it to mean that you are true, legit, uh, the real deal. I am fair dinkum. But you can also say it as like, fair enough or, oh, really? Really? So, you can just say, oh, fair dinkum, fair dinkum, if someone tells you something that surprises you a little bit. Pull your head in. So, you may be correct in your assertion, but shut up. (laughs) As in, you may be right, but be quiet, shut up. Pull your head in. This is one that I would probably use, but it's hard. This one probably for me would mean pull your head in as in stop stop being an idiot, stop mucking around. It could be like someone's trying to... uh, Say you've got a a child at school and he's um, slacking off and his marks are going downhill. So, he's not doing very well. He's not doing very well. He's getting, you know, C's or D's. He's passing, but it's not great. You could say to him, dude, pull your head in, you know, stop wasting your time, stop mucking around, do the right thing, work hard, pull your head in. Or if someone was being nasty to someone, you could just say, mate, cut it out, pull your head in, stop it. Wanna rage. Do you wanna rage? Wanna rage? This means, uh, do you wanna drink a lot of alcohol? So, would you like to drink large amounts of alcohol with me until we both drop? (laughs) According to this um, postcard. Wanna rage? Mm, I wouldn't use this personally. I, that wouldn't be my assumption either. If someone said, do you wanna rage? That would, to me, that would be me thinking, are you asking if I'm going to rage as in to get angry, to become really, you know, full of rage or even did you want to fight me? Do you want to rage? I don't know. That would be the feeling I get, but it's not something I use. Uh, 
Bloody oath. Bloody oath, I'm in total agreement with you. Bloody oath, mate. Bloody oath. This is relatively colloquial, very slangy. Um, I would probably not use it very often, but I definitely would use it from time to time. So, and it's something you're going to hear a lot of Australians say, oh, bloody oath, mate. Bloody oath. Your shout. Your shout. Now, I know what this means and I use this as well quite a lot. In fact, I think most Australians would use this in day-to-day language. Your shout. If uh, you value your well-being, you should buy me a drink. Yeah, it's not really a threat like that sounds on the postcard. It's more, it's your turn to pay or it's your shout, meaning can you shout me the next round of drinks, the next meal, the next uh, lift to work. It's your shout, you know, it's normally with paying something. So, if you have to pay for something, it's your turn because last time I paid for all of us, whether it was a drink or something to eat or the petrol for the car, it could be anything you've paid for, that was my shout. And if it's your turn, it's your shout. Go on. Go on means quite a few things, but according to the postcard, I'm not entirely convinced you know what you're talking about. So, I guess from this point of view, it would be if someone was telling you something and you were a little skeptical, you could be like, "Mm, go on. Or maybe they mean, go on, go on. Yeah, see, personally, I wouldn't use it like that. Go on, I would say, is like, have a try. Go on, mate. Go on. Give it a go. Go on. Have it. A, have a go. Go on. That would be more what I would use go on for. I don't think I would use it like this for um, being skeptical about what someone was saying. You pong. Now, I, don't, I know what this means, but I probably wouldn't use it. You pong is, dear me, we do smell, don't we? That's an interesting um, way of phrasing it because they're using the collective we as opposed to you, but it's referring to that person that that you're talking to is in you smell. Dear me, oh my gosh, we smell a little bit, don't we? Or as in like, you smell a little bit, don't you? You pong, yeah, I would know what this means, but I wouldn't use it personally. You pong, far out you pong. What do you want? I think I've done an episode on this, on the what do you, what do you want? Might I inquire about your needs? <laughs> Might I inquire about your needs? Um, what would you like? What would? What do you want? What do you want is a very Australian sort of contraction of what do you want all the way down into sort of this one word of what do you want? What do you want? I would use this all the time. I use those kinds of contractions of all those words a lot in English. To have a chanda. Now, this I would use. To have a chanda. However, this one I would use around other Australians because they would know what I meant and foreigners would be like, eh. Chanda is to vomit, to munt, to throw up, to spew. We've got a lot of words for this. Chanda. Chanda. To have a chanda is for you to go and have a spew, have a vomit, have a throw up. You're spewing up. And what does it say here? The delicate act of regurgitation. There you go. The delicate act of regurgitation to have a chunder. Give it a go, you mug. Give it a go, you mug. And this, according to the postcard, means are you perhaps incapable of performing this act? So, I guess it's sort of like, try it, man. What's wrong with you? Give it a try. Give it a go. Give it a go, you mug. I don't think I would ever use mug as like a, I guess, a term of endearment here for another person, mug. 
I think in English, in Australian English particularly, maybe all kinds of English, mug would refer to someone's face, I think. So, like, um, oh, you've got it all over your mug. But even then, uh, I wouldn't really use that. Give it a go. I would use that all the time. Give it a go, your mug. I wouldn't say that. How are you going? How are you going? May I inquire about your welfare? <laughs> How are you going? How are you going? You guys know that I use this a lot. How are you going? This is a very, very Australian greeting as well. So, definitely learn this one if you're coming to Australia because people are going to say this to you all the time and they're not necessarily going to want to hear what you've actually been going through. They're just saying hello. How are you going? And you would just say, yeah, good. Not bad. Last one, last but not least, you drongo, you drongo, you really are a rather dim-witted person. And if you're dim-witted, it means that you are not very smart. So, you aren't very witty. It's dim, like as if you had a bright light that dimmed down. So, the light intensity sort of dropped down, it became dim. If your wits were to become dim, you're becoming dim-witted and you are dim-witted, you are very unintelligent, you're not very smart, dim-witted. So, anyway, you drongo, this is the kind of thing that is used a lot and my father, my father would use this a lot and on me in particular. So, if I did something stupid or... Yeah, something silly like, say I was trying to build something outside and I was hammering above my head and something came down and smacked me, you know, because I was being clumsy. He could say, dude, you drongo. What are you doing, you drongo? You drongo. Anyway, that's the An Aussie Gentleman postcard. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys get a bit of a sense for how I use these slang terms and the ones that I don't use. But... Yeah, there are a lot here that are definitely Australian that you could learn, but there are also a few that are probably not very useful or not anymore. They might have been once upon a time when this was made. Anyway, thanks so much, Juliana, for the postcard. I really appreciate it. And in the next episode, I will do an Aussie Sheila, the girls version. See you guys.